It's Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I'm Phil Bliss, a business visionary, and welcome to Toronto's Podcast, part of the Canada's Podcast Network your source of great insights from entrepreneurs across Canada. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Kane Wilmot. Kane is co-founder and CEO of IQ Office Suites, a luxury co-working company with locations across Canada in Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary, Ottawa, and Montreal. Kane has over 20 years of sales and entrepreneurial experience uh, in startups. Basically, you know, real estate, real entrepreneurial guy. In addition to running IQ office suites, he oversees the operation of a real estate brokerage called Spire Commercial Realty and a real estate investment company, Spire Capital Investments. Kane holds a diploma in property management from George Brown College and a degree from Wilford Laurier. As you can imagine, he's a registered real estate broker and a really keen skier. So Kane... Nice to see you. Uh, we, I will admit we do know each other, um, but, you know, we haven't done this sort of who is Kane as an entrepreneur thing. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do today. You know, who is Kane Wilmot today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Kane Wilmot. I'm the CEO uh, and co-founder of IQ Offices. Uh, we run a co-working business, uh, which we started in 2012. We have locations, nine right now, uh, locations, uh, four in Toronto, two in Vancouver, one Calgary, one Ottawa, one Montreal. Awesome. How long have you been an entrepreneur, Kane? Huh. Well, um, I guess it would have started back in 1999, um, where uh, I was working. Uh, I, I started at a brokerage company, and uh, less than a year after me starting at that small brokerage company, the principal that I was working for broke off to start his own company and he took me with him and uh so, so that was the early roots well you know versus pulling a salary and all that kind of thing you know what made you decide to jump into you know where's the next penny coming from kind of thing right um well i've got a bit of a a bit of an interesting story on that side uh so when i, I went to university uh did an undergrad uh came out in 1996 and at the time uh, there was a job fair that I went to and basically came out and didn't have a job. <laughs> so uh, at the time, uh, there was a couple of opportunities. It was all kind of commission-based. Looking back at it, I really should have jumped on those. But I decided that I was going to find something with more stability at the time. What I decided to do was accounting. That's, that, was my, that was my idea. So I thought, here's a stable career. Here's a job that I can, you know, I can rely on. Uh, I always liked math and I always liked analyzing and doing that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I, was, I wasn't very good at writing uh, uh, essays, but good at math. So went through an accounting program. So after my, my uh, undergrad, I did a postgrad in accounting and did well in terms of marks. And I got courted by a couple of the big accounting firms. And I ended up, I ended up getting a job with one of them. And I thought at the time, this is 1997. When I got that job, I thought, this is it. Like, my path for the rest of my life is set, you know? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an accountant, and then I'm going to be a, CA, you know, I'm gonna be a CEO, uh, CFO, and I'm going to go through the whole thing. And, you know, I got all the opportunities in the world opened up to me. So I, my first day, my very first day, I was working in an audit for a car dealership. 
and woke up very first thing in the morning, drove down. And the day started with me going into the basement in this room, cement block walls, no windows, and sitting with a computer in front of me and spreadsheets and paper. Back in 1990, you know, late 90s, that's what we had, a lot of paper. And I realized about three hours into this, to this work that I had made a huge mistake. <laughs> and I, I realized that, uh, first of all, it wasn't very social. And I didn't really have a lot of opportunity to exercise much in the way of creativity. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in that room and I was really thinking to myself, like, what have I done? <laughs> you know? And I struggled in that job. Uh, for the better part of eight months, right? And I finally just decided that you know I wasn't going to do it anymore. It was amazing. I you know I quit, but you know it's amazing they didn't fire me because I was literally the world's worst accountant. But that really you know that taught me a lot that job, it, a, a ton. And you know I'm so thankful that I had that experience because it taught me that you really need to love what you do every single day, you know. And I remember there were times on Fridays where you you know you'd be thinking, oh, how many hours until Monday starts again? And I you know. I realized how important it was very early on in my career that you got to be passionate about what you do and you really got to enjoy it. And there's just no better feeling than waking up in the morning and being excited about, about going out and creating your life's work. So I took some time. I, uh, I quit the job at the uh, accounting firm. I went and worked as a waiter. My friends had thought I had literally gone nuts. And, uh, and then I started up into commercial real estate. I moved to Toronto, started at a small real estate brokerage business. Uh, and that was, uh, I was there for just under a year. And then the, the principal who I worked for, who was my mentor at the time, had said he was going to leave and start his own company. And he took me with him. So that was really my first foyer into um, to entrepreneurship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to really seeing kind of what it was all about, you know, building everything up, doing it all. So, you know, you're running co-working spaces. You see lots of entrepreneurs. Are they wired differently? You know, is there something different about them? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I you know, everybody's everybody's got different priorities and everybody's got different tolerances for the different, you know, areas of their lives, you know? And some people really want to have stability within their lives. Um, I seem to thrive off change. I don't know why. It's just kind of one of those things that seems to be built in. And I find that most of the entrepreneurs that I meet are always are 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 that way. You know, they're they're always thinking about how can I change this? How can I make it better? Not not how can I keep this the same, and so I think that's one of the things that seems like entrepreneurs seem to it seems to be a constant. Okay, so let's move on to sort of kind of the location thing. I mean, it's Canada's podcast; it's a national show, but we have regional hosts, and you're kind of an interesting one because you know you pretty much your locations for IQ Office pretty much map you know where our hosts are. I was going to say you know what are the benefits of doing business in Toronto. But kind of want to ask you, what are the differences of doing business in Toronto or Ottawa or you know Vancouver or Montreal? You know that you get to see it. You get to see these sort of entrepreneurial kind of hives in in each city. You may not have an answer to this, but is there something you can see? Is there is a difference uh, as you move from region to region? One hundred percent. I mean, I think that uh, I'm blessed that we, you know, we're in a business where we have locations in these all these major markets within Canada. Uh, our next markets are going to be Edmonton and Halifax, if all goes well. And um, in terms of finding those opportunities, every market you go to is a little different, right? I mean, I grew up in Toronto. That's you know, and I grew up kind of outside of Toronto, and but I've always been around Toronto. In my early twenties, I had moved out to BC, so I have some familiarity with Vancouver, where which was our next market, but. You know, 
all the markets are different, very, very different. Um, the way that, that people approach business is very different. The way the entrepreneurial spirit in the different markets is very different. Uh, and that's something I love about what I do is that, you know, I get to go to these different markets. I mean, Calgary, Vancouver, Ottawa, Montreal, you know, they are such great markets, you know, and, and, you know, being from Toronto, you know, we had the opportunity to really kind of grow in this market that just had really a lot of demands and a lot of supply. And it was a great place for us to start the business, but also like sp spreading out across Canada, you know, I think there's such an opportunity for us to look at these markets and learn from these markets. I mean, I mean, just, just so for instance, you know, we were both at the Elevate show in Toronto, which is a big thriving kind of Canadian business show. Is there, in Toronto, is there anything like that in the other cities or, I mean, just, just curious? Yeah, there is. Um, I mean, that is, that's something interesting as well, because we're going into these markets, um, you know, with brand new locations. So one of the things we do when we go into new markets is we look at what are, what are the different events that are going on on the technology side? We have a lot of, of uh, members that are in the technology business. And so we look at like, what are the technology events that are happening? What are the real estate events that are happening? We're looking at startup events as well and kind of what's happening on those sides. I mean, it's really important to, to understand and entrench within the communities in the different areas where, where we do business. So those opportunities like Elevate are such a great opportunity to go in, meet everyone within those markets, you know, understand what their unique needs are and, um, you know, socialize and really get involved in, in those different areas. You know, some of our best ideas come when we kind of least expect them. Where do you break off and find your best ideas? Uh, if you ask my team at IQ, they will tell you that uh, that I think out loud. <laughs> so <laughs> I think, <laughs> and I, you know, I and I think it drives a lot of them nuts. Uh, but I mean, I think through through conversation, you know. So I always find that if we start having a conversation as we're discussing and as we're talking and as we're feeding off each other's energy, I find that that that's where you find answers. So you're not one of those guys that kind of hermitizes out uh, to to get you to come to walk back with your great ideas. No, I haven't really. Yeah, no, I have not had any really, you know, earth shattering ideas in quiet contemplation, you know. What are you most excited about in, in your business these days? Uh, what I'm most excited about in our business is that, I mean, the business that we're in is just exploding. You know, co-working is really disrupt, disrupting the office leasing market, which is a, just a massive market. And when we started in 2012, you know, it was it didn't have any like there was no sight lines into the trajectory of growth within our industry at the time. So, you know, they say timing is everything. I am a firm believer in that. Uh, you know, rather, you might have also heard the one, rather be lucky than good, you know. <laughs> and we were certainly lucky in terms of, of finding this business at the time um, when, you know, it was just the precipice of, of that, that massive growth that was happening. Um, so what I'm excited about is the growth. I mean, I just, I, I love growing this company and all of the interesting challenges that come through growing the company and building the teams and, you know, and now, you know, reaching out to different markets, there's so many challenges with it and so many learnings. And it's, uh, you know, it's really exciting, it's an exciting time. So wh where are you going to be uh, with this business in the next five years or with business, not just IQ, you've got other things as well? Yeah, I mean, um, with IQ, we really want to focus on, on really densifying within the markets that we're in within Canada. So we want to offer more locations. We want to look at aligning with landlords and providing even more solutions to, to tenants, Canadian tenants. Um, so I see that we're going to have more and more locations throughout Canada. What are the top three things on your bucket list, vision board, whatever the heck you call it at the moment? Vision board. Okay. So are we talking from a business perspective? Bit of both. You know, I, I don't know whether entrepreneurs separate 
business from other things. I mean, it all rolls into one based on my, my personal side of it, interviewing a heck of a lot of similar people. So I would say Vision Board is really like what we're going to grow this company to be. I mean, we just have such an amazing team. We've been so blessed with having so much great talent around the table at IQ. And so like growing this business out, you know, being in all those major markets, being a real kind of, you know, a force in terms of everyone knowing who we are as being, you know, predominant Canadian player in the, in the co-working space is definitely one of those things. You know, I'd like to do some mentoring, you know, as, t- as time goes on. I mean, I, you know, being an entrepreneur is tough. It really is. Uh, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of learning and you're always learning, which is what I love about it. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people that are, that are in the different stages as they go along. And I think, you know, in time, I would love to connect with, you know, younger entrepreneurs and, and talk with them and help them. And, you know, of course, them helping me as well, just learning always. Sure. But it's always, it's always a two-way, a two-way channel. Certainly, yeah. Well, let's just sort of look at some of the challenges because I think when I ask people about their challenges, I think the listeners, it's a great kind of learning experience. What's been the greatest challenge you've faced on your way to where you are today? So on the way, I would say early days was capital, um, like personal capital. I mean, when we, when we, uh, when we started, our, uh, Alex and I, who's my co-founder at IQ, we started a real estate brokerage in 2009, just after the, the, uh, the crash of 2008. Uh, we had taken a we had taken a company public at the time, and and it uh, you know the the funds had dried up, um, so we were kind of a standing start at that well, point. You know, done that, yeah, no, no, I yeah, that right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm certainly not alone, you know. But you know, we I you know back in 2009 when we started the business, I had to make some really hard decisions in terms of um, freeing up capital to get runway, so that I would have like a clear shot and a real opportunity at making Spire Commercial Realty grow. You know, and I think that that was the biggest challenge early on, because I mean, when you, when you have a bunch of money in the bank and a great idea, you know, I think everything could really, you know, take off. It seems like it'd be so much easier. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't experienced that yet. So, but you know, like, like at that time, that was, that was a real hurdle. And I think it was an emotional hurdle, right. And, and an intellectual hurdle. And, you know, you had, I had to get comfortable with, okay, well, there is a certain time and this is going back to 2009. There was a certain time where there's, you're going to, you're going to run out of money. I can say as an entrepreneur, it's not certainly at those days, it was never a focus. I focused on it in terms of I put that structure in place. I, I created a buffer so that I could finance, you know, the operations. But after that day, I never thought about it again. I just ran hard, you know, and just doing what we needed to do. I'm just interested when you face challenges, which we, all, we do constantly, you know, is there a process you can think of that helps you get around the wall or whatever, you know, you know what I mean? that makes you sort of overcome it? Is, it, is, is there something, something there, something in, the, in DNA that says this is, this is how you do it kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, I think I approach it from, from two ways that when I come up against a problem, especially a big challenge, um, and I like to call them a challenge instead of a problem, you know, there's two things. Uh, number one, I heard a great saying, which was, you know, is this going to matter in a year from now? This is going to matter in five years from now, right? Like the results, if you really kind of screw it up, you know, is it really going to matter, right? And sometimes that helps to put things in perspective, number one. And number two, I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, our value is our ability to solve problems. It really is, right? And to solve problems and get around them. That's kind of, that is what entrepreneurs bring to the table. So when I see those problems and I see those challenges, I try to always frame it from this perspective of this is what I'm here to do. Right. This is what this is. This is why I'm here. This is my purpose is to solve these problems. So when I look at it from that perspective, I don't. I try not to focus on it as being a problem. I focus on is like I need to really bring my best self in order to, uh, you know, in order to overcome the challenge. 
What's the best piece of advice you've been given that you, you could pass on to people? Uh, the best advice, I would say two things. Number one, never give up. <laughs> Just always, always push, 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 push. Uh, number one. And number two, it's about uh, like every day, really bringing your, the best of yourself, doing what you can to really figure out how you can get yourself into the best state every single day so that you can show up and be your, the best you every single day. By doing so, you just you offer the most amount of contribution. Just going to go in some rapid-fire questions. You know, don't think about them too much. Okay. So if you weren't doing what you were, I know you wouldn't be an accountant, but if you weren't doing what you, you do for work now, what would you be doing instead? Ha. Huh. I mean, I can say that through growing IQ, one of the great things that I love about it is building teams and having, and, and, you know, and, and, and just, you know, creating livelihoods and, you know, and building talent and bringing everyone together. So I love that. So if I wasn't doing IQ, I would be doing something where it would be building teams, it would be putting teams together and it'd be creating and building something. What book are you currently reading, listening to? And is there a particular book that you would recommend people on, on the business front? Well, on any front. On April, yeah, I mean, uh, I I read a lot of books, and when I say read books, I mean I listen to audiobooks. I just I do not have the patience to sit down and read a book, nor do I seem to have the time. It's more and more common. It's tough to fit in. Uh, I love reading, but I, I do listen. Yeah, so like I mean, I just pop in my headphones, I go for a run or a bike ride, whatever it is, and, and listen to audiobooks, which is amazing, or when I'm driving. Um, so a couple of them. Um, from a business perspective, there's a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. Uh, is an amazing book on on teaching the structure of taking a small business to a larger business, talking about how you set up communication and measurement and all those sort of things, accountability. Uh, that's an amazing book. Another one that's very specific to our industry is um, um, The New Gold Standard from Ritz, the Ritz-Carlton. That's an excellent one as well. And then like from a personal perspective, um, Shoe Dog, Phil Knight's story is amazing. He has one quote in there that I absolutely love. He talks about, he went through some really hard times in the beginning of that business, and now he's a billionaire. And he says he'd give it all up to go back to those early days, you know, when he was almost going bankrupt, you know, and it's just, it's just so interesting because it shows, you know, you really got to, you really always got to enjoy where you're at. If you had to pick one word, well, maybe two, who is Kane Wilmot? What is Kane Wilmot? Well, um, I would say tenacity. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of sounds cliche, but I mean, I just think that's a common trait of all entrepreneurs. It's like, you just got to keep on pushing and going forward, always, always trying to find new ways, you know, not giving up. I can say that, you know, in terms of shortcomings and weaknesses, I've got a list as long as my arm, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'll, but I don't give up, you know? So for an entrepreneur, surrounding yourself by those right people and then always pushing forward, you know, the, the opportunity to create some great things. Anything keeping you up at night these days? Um, everything. I'm a bit of a worrier. I'm always thinking about, well, what is the, what is the next thing? I mean, I'll making sure that, uh, I guess the big thing is, you know, I always want to make sure that we're innovating and I want to make sure that as we get big, as, we, as the company grows, that we're, we're always fast and we're always, we're always creating a better product all the time for our consumer, right? And for our members. So it's always just thinking about like, what, is, what are those next things? And I want to make sure we're always thinking about it. What's your favorite place in the world? Favorite place in the world, huh? Well, um, one of the places I love is Cocoa Beach, Florida. I take I, I go there uh, most years with the, with the family and the kids, and I go down there and we and we surf for a week. So it's pretty amazing. What are the three non-negotiables that have to happen in your morning or evening in your day, if you like, to keep you settled, focused? And well, I try to. One of my rules, I try to sweat every morning, <laughs> in some manner. In some manner, right? That's interesting. That's that's a new one. That's good. 
yeah, you know, so like it's either running or it's, you know, lifting weights or, you know, doing something, right? So I try to sweat every morning. That's a non-negotiable. I also try to take a minute, you know, and, and really kind of give thanks for everything that that's going on, you know, within, within my life and all the experiences that I have and all the people that, I, that I'm, I'm so blessed to be, to, be, uh, to be around. So I try to give thanks on that and really kind of get into state. So a non-negotiable for me is like just getting up and running. And I really try to like hit that routine all the time so that when I, you know, start the day, I'm really in that state to, you know, maximum performance. That's the idea. So you, you, you heard this because I know you've been listening to a few of the podcasts. Let's move to the, to the desert island thing <laughs> or the tropical island, I should say, in the middle of the ocean. You know, there's a phone booth, no internet. We drop you off. You're, you can make one phone call. How long do you last, Kane? What, what would you do? All right. So uh, there's, I'd have a few other questions, but let's assume that there's nothing else on the island. There's nothing else, man. You're, you're it. You're nothing it. else? Yeah. That's it. Just me. Just me and that's it. Eh? So I would probably say about four hours. That's what I think. So I, <laughs> I go for a swim, which I would love. That'd be amazing. I go for a run up the beach. That'd be amazing. Then I get pretty bored. And then I'd be calling and saying, like, you know, please get me off this island. So you get off, off the island. Well, <laughs> off the island. I never would have lasted it, through nighttime anyway. It's so. funny. It, it, there's, there, I, th- I, I must do a, a listen because I think most of the people, most of the entrepreneurs we interview don't last long. <laughs> there are right. exceptions that say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I can stay. But, but it's amazing. So, you, you know, Kane, thank you for spending time with us. It's been, been really interesting. Is there anything else that, that you want to add that I might have missed out? Um, I mean, I just think from an entrepreneur, I, first of all, I love this podcast. I think it's absolutely amazing. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm uh, very grateful that you asked me to, to speak on it. It's awesome. It's our delight. You know, it's good fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. And, you know, I think that like these, these kind of podcasts and listening to what other entrepreneurs do, you know, like listen, I listen to, um, you know, like the, the biographies for Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and, you know, and Richard Branson. and you know, really listening to other people's stories really helps put things in perspective. And I, you know, I think for, for entrepreneurs, it's one of the things that, you know, you really got to start with is listen to how other people are doing it and kind of their frame of mind and how they're thinking. And it's such a great opportunity being an entrepreneur to always be learning. Yeah, thinking about that, you know, lots of people listening to this online these days. Uh, how can, if someone sort of listens to this particular one, is there any way they can get a hold of you, Kane, if they have a question, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, of course. I'm on LinkedIn. So uh, anybody wants to, to message me, just go on to LinkedIn and uh, drop a message in there. Okay. Well, Kane, thanks for coming on Canada's podcast. It's been really interesting. You know, appreciate, appreciate your visit. My pleasure, Phil. Great speaking with you. Thanks, everyone, for taking the time today to listen to Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters or write a review for us on iTunes. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at CanadasPodcast.com, where you can listen, discover, and engage. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'll see you next time.